Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, and today we are going over my NFL Mock Draft 2.0 on thedraftnetwork.com. Doing it live here, pick by pick, and uh, I'm going to be recapping, giving analysis on my thought process behind each pick, and uh, this should be fun. This is only the first round, but nonetheless, should be a fun episode. I just want to inform you guys, I know we've had a lack of podcasts. Um, We had one a while ago, but we had some guests lined up this week. Unfortunately, those plans fell through, but we hope to crank out some more episodes uh, very, very soon. Once I go through uh, each pick, all these will be posted to the All-American Sports Instagram. You can check it out on allamerican.sports on Instagram. We're going to go pick by pick here. First round, I'll start off with number one. Not a lot of explaining to do for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence going to be off the board. Um, Really the most sure thing in the draft. Simplest pick for Jacksonville. In need of a quarterback. In need of a rebuild. Trevor Lawrence, one of the best prospects I think I've ever seen, is, uh, is going to go number one there. It's Urban Meyer in Jacksonville as they get their rebuild underway. Number two, the New York Jets. I have them taking Zach Wilson. Now, I kind of flip-flopped this with Panay Sewell um, a while ago, but it seems like kind of more of a sure thing that Wilson will be going to New York. Sam Darnold looks to be on his way out of there. Um, in my opinion, I think this is probably the right move. I'm not a huge fan of Wilson. I think he is the quarterback, too, slightly over fields, but I feel like he's becoming slightly overrated. Um but I think, you know, start fresh, brand new head coach. I love the hiring of Robert Sala. They also have Mike LaFleur um, coming in. So they start fresh with their rebuild, start fresh on the new quarterback um, at a BYU. That is Zach Wilson to New York. Number three, the man who probably could have been taken number two, Penai Sewell. Um, I think the best offensive tackle. One of the best prospects in this draft. He's number two on my big board behind Lawrence and... Um, I mean, really the only knock on him to me is that he opted out of this season, which is not too much of a concern, I think, for a lot of teams. Um, He's really big, physical lineman, very young, too. And uh, Miami Dolphins in need of protecting Tua, getting a lot of weapons. I know a lot of people have them taking uh, Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase here. I think the right pick, and I think the pick that they will make, is protecting him and, uh, and finding some weapons later in the draft they have. Will, Preston Williams coming off of injury. I think Parker and Devontae Parker, their number one wide receiver is a bit below average, but not terrible. They have Mike Kosicki. They have some good real running backs. I think the O-line definitely needs some work, and uh, we could see them pick another weapon, though, for two at number 18. So Panay Sewell is the third pick in the draft. Number four, the Atlanta Falcons. I think with the new head coach coming in, I think they go with the new quarterback, Justin Fields. Now, this isn't going to be an immediate change. I feel like Matt Ryan definitely... He's going to start this season. Um, but after this season, uh, you know, his contracts, I think up, I think it's like an opt-out situation. It's a big contract. He's getting old. I think Arthur Smith uh, kicking off kind of a, this team is getting younger in all aspects. So I think they get younger at the quarterback position, Justin Fields. I think after this year, the Falcons really, you know, go full on rebuild mode. Could see a Julio Jones trade or something around that. But I think Arthur Smith, an offensive coach wants to build up this offense in the future. I think Justin Fields, a great prospect, 
um, goes to Atlanta, learns behind um, Matt Ryan for a year, and then is underway. Pick number five is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I have changed this pick up a lot recently, but with all the rumors, and I love this guy. He's probably been the hottest player and, uh, you know, climbing through, jumping through draft boards. Tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida going to Cincinnati here. Another weapon at Joe Burrow's disposal. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of Joe Burrow. I think uh, he doesn't get enough credit. A lot of people are, you know, downing on him. He doesn't have an offensive line, and that's certainly a need. I could see them going like with Rashawn Slater here, or if Sewell drops, definitely that should be the pick. But I think they can attack that in free agency. A lot of good tackles in free agency. There's a lot of good tackles and guards here, in, even in the draft, and they're going to have a high second-round pick. I think that's an area where they could go, maybe trade somewhere in the first round um, to get an offensive lineman. But, you know, I think if you want to rebuild that offense, I, I know that people acknowledge and I acknowledge the Jamar Chase and Burrow connection at LSU. I don't think it's the right move because they get T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, two great wide receivers. Um, Auden Tate is solid there, too. They can easily find a third wide receiver. And uh, I don't know that it's the right move. Just get a bunch of wideouts and not really assess like an offensive line in a tight end position. Um, and Pitts, yeah, that's the thing. He can be a blocker too. But I think he's going to be one of the better players in the game in a few years. Saw the impact that Travis Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, all those top-tier tight ends have had on teams. And uh, I think that's the right pick. I think that's the pick that they will make. So Kyle Pitts and the Bengals. Number six is Philadelphia Eagles. I have them taking Jamar Chase, who I believe is the number one receiver in the draft. Um, he did opt out of the season as well, but I think he's still a great prospect. Um, we saw what he could do with Joe Burrow. Really not a lot of negatives. That's the thing. He's very well-rounded, unlike some of the other wide receivers. There's a big injury concern with Jalen Waddell. I think Smith, Devontae Smith, is a bit undersized. I, it's too early for me um, to go with him here at six. I think the Eagles, they have a lot of you know holes on their roster, but wide receiver has been the biggest one for a while. I think they assess it right here, pair him up with a new quarterback in Jalen Hurts, and uh, really build for the future of that offense. I think that's a great pick by the Eagles. That's one that I mocked for a while, and I think it will happen uh, for sure. Number seven, the Detroit Lions. This was probably the hardest pick I had to make out of the top ten. Um, Dan Campbell, a physical, you know, from what I can tell, he loves physical, these big guys who play hard. Micah Parsons, Fits that, uh, fits that bold so, uh, build. So I have him going to the Detroit Lions here, pick number seven. Now, in my opinion, I'm very high on Jeremiah Wusukuramoa. I think he could transform that defense. But, I, you know, I'm pr still pretty high on Parsons. A lot of people I'm slipping down draft boards. Um, there are, you know, some concerns with him. I know behavioral concerns. And, um, and he did opt out of the season, as many of these guys have. But I think he's a physical player. Uh, you know, he has the potential to be a franchise player, difference maker on that defense. The Lions have holes all over their roster. I think they probably go best player available. And a guy who also fits their scheme um, in Micah Parsons, he can really be a difference maker on that defense. Um, but I, I could also see them going with a wide receiver. I think they've probably franchise tag Kenny Galladay um, and build through the run game with Swift and Goff. So I don't think there's a huge need there. I think Parsons... Fits that build at number seven. Um, and then number eight, the Carolina Panthers. I could see them trading up. This mock draft has no trades. Um, 
But they get go ahead and get Trey Lance, uh, their quarterback of the future. I know they are very high on Lance. Um, they're very high on fields, so we could maybe see them jumping their division rival, uh, the Falcons, maybe trading up to a pick before them to uh, grab Justin Fields. But ultimately, sitting in here, pick number eight, I know they're high on Lance. I think they take him in a North Dakota State. I'm not that big at, at um, a fan of Lance. I think, you know, he has sky-high potential, but the floor is very low, and I haven't really seen him prove a lot. He's not going against the best competition. I, I just, you know, there are a lot of concerns with him, but I think it's an okay pick for the Carolina Panthers. They have a lot of young players, good young core, and I think if Trey Lance, you know, it turns out to be the real deal, this team is going to be a contender in a few years, so I'm going to the Panthers there at number eight. Number nine, the Denver Broncos, Caleb Farley, a player who a lot of people uh, are very high on. Um, I'm not as high on him. I think he is number one corner in the draft, just a bit above certain, but he also did opt out of the season. But ultimately, he's a great scheme fit in uh, in Vic Fangio's defense. They released A.J. Boye, AJ Boye um, pretty recently. All signs point to them picking a corner here. I think it's Farley. Um, over Patrick Sertain, but um, good pick there by the Broncos. If Micah Parsons does slip, I think he could go here. I mean, he is off the board in my mock, but that could be a move that they can make here if uh, Von Miller leaves, uh, which seems to be the case there in Denver. But I like the pick for Caleb Farley opposite a very underrated corner, in my opinion, Bryce Callahan. So he goes number nine. Number 10, another corner off the board. It's Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. Player who I uh, really like. I feel like Alabama always has a stud corner. I think Sertan is, you know, he's good. I don't think he's great, but Cowboys have a lot of holes all over this defense. A lot of cornerbacks leaving free agency. I think he is got to be the pick here, and I think he will be the pick for Jerry Jones. They have a lot of great offensive players. Um, but they were plagued by injuries last season. I think they probably go best player available in Sertan. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of needs on like the D line. I think their linebackers are okay. Secondary is just god awful. So I think Sertan uh, fills a hole right there. Number eleven, the New York Giants, their divisional rival. I have them going with Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Really good wide receiver. Saw last season, Daniel Jones, really nobody to throw to, nobody to hand the ball off to with Saquon injured, and that offense was just terrible. Defense, I thought, was pretty good. Um, I, I think if Sertan kind of fell on their lap here, that's a guy who they could pick. But Joe Judge, uh, their new head coach from last year, uh, second year, he will be a second-year head coach this year. Alabama guy, I think he goes with an Alabama guy right here. Jalen Waddle, really solid wide receiver to uh, help build up that offense. Could go Devontae Smith. You can argue that. I just, I don't think he has the potential to be a number one wide receiver. Well, he has a potential to be a number one wide receiver. I just don't think he will be number one wide receiver. A bit undersized, in my opinion. I think there's a lot of question marks to his game, but I still think he's a good wide receiver nonetheless. I just think Waddle is better. We saw it when both of them were healthy at Alabama. He was probably the better wide receiver. Really, the only knock on him is he is uh, in the injury from last year. But he looks good to go. I think the Giants take a chance on him. And then number 12, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Rayshon Slater, a guy who I thought could go uh, to the Bengals, and I mocked that for a while. I think he falls in their lap right here, San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, I've been hearing that they want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. 
So that means, I mean, they're going to be running the football a lot. Garoppolo, in my opinion, is not a great quarterback. Like, he's not going to throw the ball downfield that much. Um, Ayuk and Samuel are speed guys, but they're not, you know, those consistent guys that will put together a 1,000-yard seasons consistently. No, Shanahan likes to use them motions and, you know, a lot of different stuff, but they're not going to be a heavy passing team. That's my point. They're going to build it through the run game. That's how they got to the Super Bowl. And in order to do that, you have to have a good offensive line. I don't think there's any running backs that are worth taking this early. I think Rashawn Slater falling into the lap right here is a a blessing for them. I think they take a shot on it, especially with Trent Williams also being a free agent. I don't think I mentioned that. And uh, that's going to be a big move. I also believe Mike McGlinchey is a free agent. I think next season, maybe this, I think it's next season though. So Slater... Guy who can be versatile on that old line. I think it's a great pickup for them. Number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I have them going with Devontae Smith. This was a very controversial pick for them, especially with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams could be a surprising cut. He is a big contract, underperformed a bit this season. Even if he isn't, though, I think Smith fits in well. I think you got Allen, a stud. Uh, Williams, a physical wide receiver. And then you got Devontae Smith, a speedster who is a really good route runner. I think he fits in great there. Another weapon for Justin Herbert. Um, and Brandon Staley, their new head coach, a defensive-minded guy. I think he's a lot of playmakers on that defense that he can work with. So, you know, when you're a defensive coach like that, you want to get a lot of weapons uh, on your offense. So you don't have to coach them too, too much. I think he does that right there. Devontae Smith builds this offense for the future. Um, I think that's a really solid pick by the Los Angeles Chargers because I'm not asking Smith to do too, too much. Um, But I think he'll have a great connection with Herbert. Uh, Pick number 14, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going with Quiddy Pay, edge out of Michigan. Uh, The Vikings need help on the defensive side of the ball. Their offense is fine. They could target an offensive lineman here. I wouldn't be surprised to see them do that. But ultimately, the defense is terrible. And Mike Zimmer, a defensive-minded guy. I think he goes ahead, gets the best defensive player on the board here in Quiddy Pay. Um, they have a lot of young corners and with, you know, some of the top corners off the board here, I don't think that's a real target. Um, I know they're losing Anthony Harris in the secondary. So that secondary is not going to be great, but it'd help a lot if they had a good pass rush. So they're not putting as much pressure on that secondary. Quiddy Pay, an edge out of Michigan is, uh, is really going to help them. I think he's the best edge rusher in this class. Um, and he can fit right in there. The Vikings D-line, they've lost a lot of pieces over the years. So I think it makes sense for them to pick him right there. Pick number 15, my team, the New England Patriots, they could go in a lot of different directions here. I don't know what Bill Belichick is planning on doing in free agency because they have a lot of cap space, but he doesn't like to pay players too, too much. Um, So I don't know. We could see them bring in a veteran quarterback, um, but I don't think it's going to be anybody elite. I don't think it's going to be anybody long-term. I think at best it's a guy like Mariota who can play for a year or two. Um, But, you know, you got to start building for the future. And Mac Jones, I think, goes off the board here. A guy who I'm pretty high on if he gets in the right situation. I think New England is the perfect situation because Jones, you know, he's not this guy who's going to pass out of the pocket. He's not a speedster. He's not crazy accurate. But he's a smart quarterback who is a great pocket passer. Um, he, he'll have good weapons around him, I assume, in New England. I think they add a you know a big-time wide receiver in free agency. 
they have a really, really good and underrated O-line. I think Damian Harris is a great running back. Um, New England's offense is almost always good, with the exception of last season. So I, I think he'll have good weapons around him. I don't think he's going to have to do too, too much. And uh, I think he'd fit in great there with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Pick number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. I have them picking J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. Uh, it's rumored that they will be releasing or moving on from Patrick Peterson somewhat soon. So I think that this pick makes sense. They have a lot of needs in the defense side of the ball. Um, and a lot of people mock um, like a, an Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, an old lineman here, which I have no problem with. But I just say why. I mean, they, they have a great... Um, quarterback and Kyler Murray, who, well, he's not great, but he, that, the thing is, you don't need a great O-line around him. He's great out of the pocket. He'll scramble away. Um, you don't need a great line surrounding him. I think defense is a uh, is a bigger need. And uh, with no Patrick Peterson, you need a really good cornerback, especially in their division with so many good receivers. Um, I think J.C. Horn fits in great there. Pick number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going Gregory Rousseau, edge out of Miami. He's a guy that I'm pretty high on. Um, you know, the Raiders tend to go with these big school, big hyped guys. Um, and Gregory Rousseau fits that build. He had 15 and a half sacks a year ago. Then he opted out this season. Um, I don't think he fits in great. The Raiders, they have a few guys like Max Crosby and For- Cleveland Farrell uh, on the D-line who can create pressure, stop runs, but... They are not getting the quarterback. They're not big sack guys. I think Gregory Rousseau is a guy who can get you sacks and uh, and, a, and provide a much-needed pass rush there in Las Vegas. Um, I think their offense is solid. I don't think there's any wide receivers worth taking. Um, and you could really go with a lot of different guys in the defense side of the ball, but I think Rousseau is a sm- smart pick here. I think he will be the pick for Las Vegas. Pick number 18, the Miami Dolphins. I have been going Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, a guy who I am very, very high on out of Notre Dame. I think they attack offense here in uh, in the early first round with pick number three, Penny Sewell. Um, I think they go defense side of the ball here, pick number 18 with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Um, Owusu-Koromoa is a very versatile guy. We could see him play pretty much any position um, uh, like on the defense side of the ball. He played a lot of linebacker coverage and outside where he's getting the passer. We could see him play corner, slot corner, um, safety, defensive line even. You name it, this guy's going to do it. And, uh, and Brian Flores, a defensive mind head coach, will love that. Pair alongside Jerome Baker maybe as a coverage linebacker. Uh, we'll see wherever this guy fits in. But the Dolphins, I, I know they want to address the, the slot wide receiver position or get a speed receiver. I don't think there's anybody worth taking here. The best fit I could see is Rondale Moore, but I think they can get him in the second round. Um, I think Owusu Koromo is going to be a difference maker on that defense. Pick number 19, the Washington football team. I have them taking Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, another guy that I'm pretty high on. I feel like he's very underrated um, just because there's a lot of great wide receivers in this class, but I think Bateman is a perfect fit here for the uh, the football team. They have a great um, defense right now. If Owusu Kuromoa did fall in their lap, they could take him, but no real holes in that defensive side of the ball. Um, 
I think their offense is really the only thing that needs work. Their O line is pretty solid. Um, their running back, Antonio Gibson, is great. I think he's going to be good for the future. I think they bring in probably another quarterback besides Taylor Heineke, who played a great game in the playoffs. Um, the only question is wide receiver. And I think Terry McLaurin is good, but when you have no one offsetting him on the opposite side, I mean, it, it, there's just nothing. There's no one to throw to. We saw that with Heineke last uh, in that last playoff game. I think next year, if they bring in a quarterback, you need weapons. And uh, I think they go ahead and get a really good wide receiver in Rashad Bateman um, to pair alongside Terry McLaurin. So, I mean, you know, it's just as simple as that. You need weapons. You need someone to offset a really good wide receiver. Logan Thomas was a pleasant surprise for them last season, but he's not anything special. I think Bateman goes off the board here to the football team. Pick number 20, the Chicago Bears get, I think, a gem into their lap right here. Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. He's an offensive guard. Could also play tackle, but he is a bit undersized maybe for that position. But other than that, no real holes in this guy in this guy's game. Um, the Bears, I mean, I could see them going wide receiver here. I just think a lot of the guys are off the board. Bateman goes right ahead of them. Uh, I think their defense is solid. I mean, they're not great, but, you know, they're well-rounded. They got a really good defensive tackle in Akeem Hicks. They got um, Khalil Mack coming off the edge. I think Kyle Fuller's a good corner. Eddie Jackson's a good safety. So there's no real needs there that are that big. Offense side of the ball is a different story. They need help in the wide receiver department. Uh, we'll see a new quarterback lately come in this season. Um, and the offensive line has been a little shaky. It's getting, you know, it's getting older. And I think an infusion of youth is necessary here. Elijah Vera Tucker, best offensive lineman on the board here, falls into their lap. Pick number 21, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this is a pick that I really like. However, there's a lot of good players on the board who could go here. But I've been going Greg Newsome, a guy that you guys probably haven't heard of. Um, but I think he is a great cornerback. I'm very high on him. Very smart player. And the Colts, I mean, sure, they can draft a wide receiver. But as I said, not a lot of great wide receivers in this spot. They can pick one up in free agency in the second round. I think their offensive line is solid. We could see them go tackle here. There's a lot of good tackles on the board. But their defense, it's been great. It was great all season long. The only position of need is cornerback. And um, Xavier Rhodes likely out of there. Uh, Kenny Moore, Rocky Steen, those guys are mediocre. They're all, they're, they're all right. I think they need a, um, a really good playmaker. Greg Newsome, great man-to-man corner. Also pretty good in zone, but I think he fits in perfectly there in Indianapolis. Pick number 22, their uh, division rival, the Tennessee Titans. I have them going with Jalen Phillips, edge rusher out of Miami. Titans need an edge rusher badly here. They could go corner. Not a lot of great ones on the board, but... Makes it easier. Similar situation, like I said earlier with the Vikings. It makes it easier in your secondary when you can create pressure uh, on the quarterback. I think Jalen Phillips does that. Not very flashy. Um, he's not going to load up the stat sheet, but he creates pressure very, very well and very easily. Um, we saw him with uh, Greg Russo out this season for Miami. He stepped in. He had a great year and uh, and is a great piece to this Tennessee defense with Mike Vrabel. It's going to be a great um, wrecking ball on that deep line and uh, create some pressure on the quarterback. So I think that's a positional need. He fits in well there in Tennessee. Pick number 23, the New York Jets. 
Um, they addressed the offensive side of the ball earlier. Robert Sala coming in, a defensive-minded head coach. I think Joe Douglas probably lets him make the pick here. And I know Sala loves coverage linebackers. We saw it in San Francisco with uh, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. I think Zayvon Collins, another coverage linebacker in the draft, goes here to New York. Uh, Collins out of Tulsa. Great, great zone coverage linebacker. He does play a little bit of man sometimes. I don't think it's that great, but we could see him move around, you know, in a lot of different spots. I think the Jets, honestly, they have an underrated defensive line. The secondary definitely needs some help, but as I said, not a lot of great corners. Um, the safety position, you know, they have Marcus May, they have Ashton Davis. It's okay. The linebackers are terrible, though. I think Zayvon Collins fits right in here. Uh, to Robert Scott, Robert Sala's defense. I think he's a great piece um, as a coverage linebacker. We could also see him maybe um, blitz every so often for New York, but I think that's a difference maker on that Jets defense. Pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Christian Darisaw going to uh, going in the Steelers. Their defense is solid. I don't think there's a lot of needs there. Uh, their offense has a few question marks. I don't think it makes sense for them to go with a running back. I think you start with the O-line, then you pick a running back. Their wide receivers are pretty solid, um, but Big Ben's getting older. He's not that fast. He's not going to be able to escape the pocket as well. They just lost Marquise Pouncey to retirement. And that offensive line wasn't even that good this season. I think they get a good old offensive tackle in Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. I think he's a very talented player. Surprised he dropped this low. Um, but you know, otherwise I'd see them going with another offensive tackle. There's a lot of good ones late in the first round here, but with Darisaw falling into their lap, that is a, uh, a good pick against the def- against the division with a lot of great edge rushers coming in. So I think that pick makes sense. Pick number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them selecting Christian Barmore, defensive lineman out of Alabama. I think Urban Meyer, they addressed offense earlier with Trevor Lawrence. Could see them going offensive tackle here, um, but I think I think it starts with the defense. They need to get a guy who can stuff the run because they were terrible against the run last year. Christian Barmore does that out of Alabama, big school guy, kind of like Urban Meyer, and uh, he's just a great pick. It makes too much sense for Jacksonville um, right here. They have a need in the defensive line. They have some pieces outside of him, but you know, run stuffer here would really just help because they were terrible last season. I think it starts on the defense side of the ball, stopping the run. Then you you know build up, creating pressure, stopping the pass. Christian Barmore sets the, uh, sets the stage for the defensive rebuild there in Jacksonville. Pick number 26, the Cleveland Browns. Um, they need an edge rusher opposite, uh, opposite Miles Garrett for sure. Their offense is good, no holes. Um, I, you know, maybe a wide receiver here would make sense, but Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back. Um, their defense has some question marks. Could see them going cornerback here. I think edge rusher makes more sense. I'm thinking Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. Very, very um, high energy, skilled player. Very uh, fast off the line. He can create pressure opposite Miles Garrett. That's something that they needed to do for a while because um, they really don't have any weapons down there. But I think they're going to need to do that, um, you know, in order to win football games. We saw it in the Kansas City game. Couldn't really create a lot of pressure, made it harder on their secondary. And uh, Zee Jolari opposite Miles Garrett, that is a scary defense for Kevin Stefanski next season. Another AFC North team here, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. 
with a lot of players um, leaving next season on that defense. We see Matthew Judon, Tyus Bowser, and some more guys along the D-line. I think Joseph Osai fits in perfectly here. The Ravens, they usually go best player available when it comes to the draft strategy. And I think Osai honestly is one of the best players available here. I don't know what their board looks like, but he's probably up there. Um, I, I feel like he's been overlooked recently um, in slipping down draft boards for really no apparent reason. I mean, he is, an, like Ojolari, a very um, high-energy speed guy, very bendy, and uh, creates a lot of pressure off the edge out of Texas. can also play in some coverage situations too, which would help out the Ravens a lot, but much-needed edge rusher there in Baltimore, so I think that helps fill a hole. Um, pick number 28, the New Orleans Saints. I'm selecting Nick Bolton, a guy that I really like out of Missouri. Saints really have holes all over. Um, they're going to get a lot of, you know, cuts and free agents this season, um, on both sides of the ball. I think it starts with the defense here. They were good against the run last year, but they're losing Trey Hendrickson. They're losing, uh, Marcus Williams, they're losing Alex Anzalone. I think Nick Bolton is a guy that can really do a little bit of everything. And uh, I'm very high on a very high energy player, like I said. Um, speed guy who really can stop the run very, very well and knock down passes very, very well. I think he's a difference maker on that defense. I think he'd be the right pick there for the Saints. Pick number 29, the Green Bay Packers. I'm selecting Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. Now, I believe for the Packers, the need is greater at the cornerback position. Kevin King was just awful last season, not just the NFC Championship game. I mean, teams did not throw at Jair Alexander. They would just throw at the other corners. However, not a lot of great corners on the board here. Um, This is a position that I honestly think Green Bay could trade down from because I think they could add a wide receiver in free agency. But, you know, this is before free agency. We could see this change up after. Kadarius Tony, best wide receiver on the board, uh, goes to them here. Another weapon for Aaron Rodgers. That was a big need last season, and uh, you know Tony can do a little bit of everything. He's very all around, uh, talented wide receiver. I don't think they go with just a you know deep threat type of guy because they get that with Valdez Scantling and Lazard. I think Tony is a great wide receiver to offset um, Devontae Adams and take the pressure off of him. A little bit. So I think he fits in perfectly there with an offensive minded head coach uh, in Mike LaFleur with the, or in Matt LaFleur with the Packers. Um, Buffalo Bills are the next pick here at pick number 30. They have a lot of holes. Um, I, I think, you know, one of them is the O line. I have them going Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. I think he's one of the best players in the available um, here. Bills, I think their defense was very good last season. A lot of people have been going edge rusher. I don't think that's a big need for them. They have Jerry Hughes, who I know is getting older. They have A.J. Epineza, who's pretty young. They have some playmakers there who really help out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go here. I just think offensive tackle is you know so important with Josh Allen and, uh, and that offense, especially considering their run game was terrible last season. Um, that's another thing. They couldn't go running back. However, I believe it starts with the O-line first. Jalen Mayfield, a really uh, big guy, power guy who can fit in there on the Buffalo offensive line. Pick number 31, the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw it in the Super Bowl, and uh, we're probably going to see it next season if they don't address it. <laughs> offensive line, especially on the interior. Wyatt Davis, who I think uh, not a lot of people talk about. Very high on him. 
Um, he's an interior offensive lineman who could really help them out. And uh, they're going to need to pe- protect Patrick Mahomes for, for the next 10 years. So why not do it with a young guy who uh, fits in perfectly there on the old line? Wyatt Davis is the pick for Kansas City. And then lastly, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have a lot of question marks just because they have a ton of free agents um, all over. One of them is edge rusher. Uh, they didn't have any great edge rusher last season. That Barrett was good, but they didn't have anybody opposite him. Um, and Jason Owe is the pick here. Uh, they did have uh, JPP. Him and uh, Barrett are both getting older. Barrett's a free agent. I think they attack a positional need here. Jason Owe, who uh, is a really talented edge rusher out of Penn State. He was a difference maker for their defense. I think he fits in there with Tampa Bay and uh, and really can be a, uh, a difference maker on that defense. So that about wraps it up for the first round of my mock draft. This will be posted, as I said, on the Instagram feed. So go give it a like and a comment uh, when it's up there. But thank you all for listening. Hopefully, as I said, we can uh, we can make more episodes happen in the future. I think we definitely will. Uh, we're looking for guests, so please reach out to us if you are interested and uh, and we'll get back to you for sure. This was very fun. I loved explaining each pick. Let me guys know let me know if you guys agree with each pick. I know not everybody's gonna agree with each pick, but let me know your feedback. You know, what do you think your team will do? What do you think each team will do? Um, I'm interested in hearing it. I think this is very fun though. I'm looking forward to more episodes definitely in the future. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time.